This is Raider Nation Radio 920. Unnecessary Roughness. roughness. I think this, that somewhere within the first five to ten plays of the game, the other team's quarterback must go down. And he must go down hard. It's Unnecessary Roughness here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Big hole. First down. End zone. Touchdown. Touchdown Raiders. Would you believe it? This is Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920. Here's your boy, Q. And here we are, locked and loaded Raider Nation, ready for another couple hours here. A fantastic sports talk. A lot of fun we're going to have on the show today. A lot of conversations, not only with ourselves, but also with you, Raider Nation, at 702-365-9200. Sam and Ash text sign at 69187, keyword R&R, always wide open like some old school TV antennas. We'll be here with you till 4 o'clock. Then our guy, Vinny Bonsignor, will hold it down in the huddle 4 to 6 p.m. And, of course, keep the party rolling. That's how we get down on the show. DeMond Cotton, he's behind the wheels of steel, your boy Q. And it's funny, we were uh, standing in the studio for, I don't know, the last 20 minutes at least. At least. We are up here just talking, talking about the show, talking about other shows here in the building. DeMond's working on his own show that he's, he's, he's going to be debuting pretty soon. And next thing I know, DeMond says, all right, here we go. I, literally, we looked down, and you you said, here we go. And I thought, here we go where? It was 159, and the Open was playing. <laughs> glad I'm glad everything was already in studio, ready to go, because I would have got caught slipping, if not. Boy. It's funny you say that, because I was looking at you. Ari was also in here, yeah. the producer of Cofield and Company. And it, I was kind of looking at Ari like, man, I need you to get out of here, man. Right. That's so funny. Because I was like, yo, Q is not paying attention at, at all. all. At all. It's like 158. We got two minutes. Man, I'm trying to tell you. And the good thing is, I already came in, put my computer in here, had my headphones plugged in. Like, I was ready to go. I was locked and loaded. I just didn't realize 2 o'clock came around so quickly. I had no idea. I thought we were in here. I thought we had a good another 15 minutes at least. Well... We did not. But I'll tell you what. Oh, man. We have a show for you today. If you're on Twitter and you saw us already, at your boy Q254, at RNR920 AM, at Demond underscore the boss. Man, I'll tell you right now, you know we are locked and loaded for the show. Let me just go ahead and get to the guests right away because we have multiple guests coming up on the show. But the first one, as I was at the Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center yesterday, I kind of booked this one while we were on the air. Me and DeMond were going back and forth. And we always bring up Kayla. We always bring up DeMond's Kayla. And none of us, including myself, have any idea who Kayla is, what she is, besides female. But, I mean, we don't know, like, what she is to DeMond. We have no idea. And so I said, all right, well, you know what? She's always on the show. She's always being talked about on the show. Get her on the show. Want her on the show tomorrow at 2.15. DeMond said, okay, we'll do it. And then came in today and said... Don't forget, Kayla's on the show at 2.15. I was like, are you serious? Okay, deal. So Raider Nation, we are in for a treat, I do believe. Unless, like Vinny Bonsignor said at the end of the show yesterday, unless, you know, you're living that Manti Teo life, and there is no Kayla. That'd be the funniest result of all. That would really be the funniest. If Okay, hey, coming up next is 2.15. Kayla, and then next thing you know, it's just silence. Uh, she's at work. She's, uh, <laughs> got, uh, guys. She got a meeting. She's got a meeting she's got to go to. Sorry. So Kayla's supposed to join the show at 2.15. We're not going to hold her for a long time, but we just got to get to the bottom of this because I I feel bad, somewhat, talking about (laughs) someone like every day without having any kind of idea who I'm even talking about. So 
Kayla's going to join the show at 2.15 to get everything started. Then at 2.30, our guy Ed Graney from ESPN Las Vegas, also the press, uh, the press, well, he's on the press box on ESPN Las Vegas, but also the Las Vegas Review Journal. He was out in New Orleans for the Final Four. We'll talk to him about that. We'll also talk to him about the Raiders. And he's a big-time Dodger fan, so we'll get his feelings on the fact that uh, baseball opening day is tomorrow, even though the Dodgers don't get started until Friday. But we'll get his thoughts on that as well. But mainly... We'll talk some Final Four and, and deep dive into the Raiders uh, as, as far as their draft strategy should be, what hit their draft strategy should be as they prepare for the draft coming up at the end of the month. So that'll be at 2.30. At 3 o'clock, we really get things ramped up. Pat Leonard from the New York Daily News Sports, he'll join the show to talk all things Patrick Graham and that defense. And we've talked about Patrick Graham's defense uh, a few times so far since he's taken over the job as the defensive coordinator, but I really want to take a deep dive and start looking at some of the players that the Raiders have what position they could be. For example, Logan Ryan last year with the Giants, who was the safety, he was the guy who wore the green dot. Normally, the guy who wears the green dot is probably the linebacker. So did Logan Ryan wear the green dot because he was Logan Ryan and he's that stinking good? You know what I mean? Or did he wear the green dot because that's who's normally going to run the wear the green dot in, the, in a Patrick Graham defense? If that's the case, is Trayvon Merrick going to be wearing the green dot? Is John Abram going to be wearing the green dot? Is other going to be wearing the green? I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, those are questions that I have. Because Logan Ryan's a hell of a player. So he might have had the green dot on just because he was Logan stinking Ryan. Right? I mean, sometimes, guys, you don't worry about their position. You just know that they're such a great player and such a great communicator that they can rock that, that, that green dot. And that's how important they are to the defense. I'm interested to see what it was last year with Logan Ryan. And then... Also want to talk to him about the the beef that the Raiders have added up front, the 300-plus-pound guys that are going to be part of the, the defensive line scheme and, and, and how important stopping the run obviously is in this Patrick Graham defense and what that can lead to after that. So we'll talk all things Patrick, uh, Patrick Graham's defense with Pat Leonard at 3 o'clock from the New York Daily News Sports. Then at 3.30, I mentioned the Dodgers, right? And I'm a big baseball fan. Now, I'm not a Dodger fan. I'm an A's fan. But anyone who's listened to the show for a very long time knows how angry I am with that team. Ain't nothing to talk about. No, I'm not going to give them any shine. You know what I mean? Like, I could call so I can call my guy Uncle Townie and be like, hey, Uncle Townie, could you come on the show and preview the A's? But why? They, they don't deserve that. They really don't. And again, I hate that I'm taking it out on the team because it's not their fault. It's not the players' fault. The players are great. But the, te- the organization doesn't deserve the shine of Raider Nation Radio 920. Because of the way that they operate and handle their business. If I'm going to talk anything A's related, it'll be aviators. I'll talk aviators. Especially since, well, we air their games right here on Radio Nation Radio 920. So if you want to hear an aviator game or you want to go out to the Las Vegas ballpark and check out a game, fantastic. What a great place to go. Hell, the A's are sitting there in Oakland like, that's a pretty damn nice stadium you got there in Vegas. So you know what I mean? Like they're, they're thinking, I'll tell you right now, the first time I ever went to Las Vegas ballpark, I thought, damn, a minor league baseball stadium? With the pool in it? Like, what are we doing here? <laughs> but I, they're hey. going to they, like you said, the A's want to come over. I've seen so much traction on Twitter right. of people already saying, oh, Vegas, Vegas, have fun. Vegas, good luck. It's right. Like they haven't even announced it. There's nothing even official. I told, it's that they so would funny. Be coming here. My wife said that this morning. She said, so your A's are coming here. And she said, your, you know, your A's are on the way here. And I said, man. That's just leverage. And so, of course, I'm talking to her like I talk every day on the radio. Like, that's just leverage, man. They're just leveraging the city of Las Vegas against Oakland. So she looks at me and says, what the hell are you talking about? So I had to break down what that means and everything. And she said, oh, people do that? Like, well, yeah. Yes. I was like, the A's have been doing it for years. They've been trying to do it for years as they're trying to get a stadium done. And so then I had to go through the whole history of 
everything that went down between the A's and the Raiders. So yeah, that was a hell of a conversation. How long did this take? Uh, well, you know me, man. I just I'll just go through it real quick. And at some point, you know the wife. At some point, she's just like, oh okay, yeah, you know. Say, and, what, and at what point did she check out? Yeah. Oh, she checked out immediately after after I broke down, started getting into like the well, this is what it means by leveraging, and this city will do this, and this team will say, hey, we're gonna go to this city if you don't build us a stadium, and then all of a sudden. Okay, well, we'll pony up. So I think right around pony up, she probably was like, all right, this is totally, I did not mean to ask and open up this this uh, can of, of of conversation that we don't need to have this early in the morning. But, hey, you know, what do you say before I get out of bed? Boom! <laughs> That's how you get out of bed. <laughs> yeah, buddy. Can't wait to talk to Kayla at 2.15. See what kind of conversations you have early in the morning. See if you have any leverage conversations. Nope. <laughs> Never would even do it. I'm the person outside of work. I really don't like to talk to my friends about work. It's not. But see, that's like, but I, we I don't talk, talk about sports. sports. We're talking about sports. But, even, but if I do talk about sports, then I feel like I get into that trap of talking to people like I'm on air. Right. Like, oh, are you not, like, fascinated by the minutia of stadium leverage? Well, see, that's it's so, so funny because that's, like, me all the time. You know what I mean? Like, that's why... Like I'm I'm a guy on the radio, but I'm really just me. You know what I mean? Like I just happen to have a job that where I stand behind a mic and talk. But this is literally me like all the time, all all day long. You know, it's just there's no you can't turn it off. Like the wife used to always say, "Turn that blank off." I'm like, "I don't know how." There's no and that's why uh, my old boss told me there's no red lights in my life. Everything is green. Just go, go, go. Sunday, so we're playing basketball at UNLV, and one of the old heads there, he's like, "Oh, I'm a diehard Raider fan. I was, you know, yeah. they always got to put. I was a Raider fan before they came to Vegas. Right, right, right. Got to say that yeah, part yeah, too." Yeah. And then my friends like asking him, like he had egging him on, "Yeah, man, this dude works for the Raiders. He's practically famous." And I'm like, "Don't do this, man, because I know where this conversation is right, going. Right? He's talking to me." The roster top yeah, down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, "Dude, I'm just here to play a little basketball, man." <laughs> but you probably would have loved that. Oh yeah, I'd have been all for it. I'd have been all for that conversation because then I would have broke it down. Where he broke it down, I would have broke it down. But like, no, actually, this is, you know, and so, yeah. Because he was talking about, I don't understand why people want to trade Waller. Oh, right. And then he talked about Amari Cooper. Like, oh, wow. man, all the, all the diehard Raider fans, I'll give you all that. That is one thing you can agree on in unison. Amari Cooper didn't have the good. <laughs> just didn't have it consistently. He was a hell of a player, but just not consistently as far as I'm concerned. But, yeah, uh, everyone always will go back to that. Anyway, getting back to the baseball conversation, coming up at 3.30, Tim Neverett. He's actually the Dodgers play-by-play voice for the radio. Uh, he's been on this show before. We're going to talk to him. Again, opening day for the for the Dodgers is not till Friday, and they're on the road. But And then the opening day, their home opener is actually next week. But we'll talk to him just about getting back to baseball, getting back on the diamond, getting prepared for a 162-plus game season. I mean, think about that. When you're the Dodgers play-by-play voice, you're not preparing for a 162-game season. You're preparing for a lot more games than that. I mean, because there is if, if there's any world where the Dodgers pull a Lakers and don't make the playoffs, Ooh. that's a problem, right? Especially with that payroll? Right. Bingo. Exactly. Exactly. Hell, the A's still find a way to make the playoffs, and they their payroll looks like a Lotus Broadcasting payroll. I mean, you know what I mean? Like, ain't, <laughs> nobody, <laughs> ain't nobody getting paid. I mean, seriously. Their payroll is a joke. Now, for what we do, our payroll is fine. But if it was baseball, you know, just saying. And then it's like the way they're going out of their way to just not pay anybody. That's what makes it so bad. It's almost like when you see the NBA and like last night, I think the the um the OKC Thunder, they had one of those lineups where it's like three guys on 10-day contracts. Right. This guy's on a two. It's like you're trying to lose. You are putting out the worst possible lineup that you can. 
And you shouldn't do that to your fans. No, that, and that's and that's what makes me angry is that there are so many diehard A's fans that will go out to the Coliseum and root for the team and be out there and all the rooted in Oakland BS that they were throwing out there, not the fans, but the organization. And then they just crap on the fans. That's what makes me really mad. I've been on some rants all week long about the A's. It just they just made me so angry. The ownership is an absolute joke. Absolute joke. The fans deserve better than that. And hell, the team, the players themselves deserve better than that. I mean, how, how do you feel as a player if all of a sudden you, you feel like you have a good team and you, got, you know you have these teammates next to you that are really good players. Next thing you know, they're all gone, including your opening day starter that's going to be starting five days from the day you get traded. He gets traded. Are you kidding me? Who does that? That is an absolute joke. But that's what that organization does. And so until they get better ownership and better leadership, that's that's when where the problem is. So anyway, that's my rant. So Tim Neverett, Dodgers play-by-play voice, will join us at 3.30 just talking about getting the season going and uh, getting back on the diamond and him getting back in the booth and how exciting it is to call baseball. And I, I'm, I'm one, and I know that I'm probably in the minority. I love baseball. I can sit down and watch a baseball game anytime and be highly entertained on TV or in person. I don't care. Baseball is fun. And like I said, I know I'm probably in the minority, but that's okay. Tim Neverett will join us at 3.30. So that's the lineup we have for you. 2.30, Ed Graney. 3 o'clock, Pat Leonard. 3.30, Tim Neverett. Now it's time for the opening drive. The opening drive of Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920 is brought to you by Southern Nevada Chevy Dealers, home of the Chevy Silverado, the strongest, most advanced Silverado ever. And today's opening drive is an opening drive like no other. Not one we've ever had before here on the show on Unnecessary Roughness. This is one where we take a whole nother turn. But we take a turn with someone who is mentioned and talked about on the show on the daily Probably three or four times, sometimes positively from DeMond, most of the time just on a positive sense for myself because, well, I appreciate people where DeMond is not really that guy. But without further ado, let's bring on Kayla, simply known as Kayla. Kayla, how are you doing today? Hi, I'm good. How are you guys? We are fine. We are fantastic. We're happy to have you on the show. Do you realize how much you get talked about on this show? I have no idea. I have no idea what has even been said, but I'm excited. I'm, I'm here to find out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you are. <laughs> That's what you are. You're definitely going to find uh, out. <laughs> we, uh, we have people that text about you all the time. We talk about you all the time here on the show because, one, we didn't know if you were fictional or if you were actually alive. Now that we hear you, we know that you're alive. <laughs> He just made me up. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, you know DeMond. You know DeMond, so there's a good chance that he can make up anything. But this all that started. Is very true. See, exactly. This all started. This all started when DeMond decided not to hang out with his homeboys one night and he decided to hang out with you. So <laughs> it made me think, Kayla must be pretty special if you dogged your homeboys out to hang out with her. So but he da- he downplayed it. He downplayed everything. So I wanna ask you, do you remember uh-huh. the night that he dogged his homeboys to hang out with you? I mean, I don't know if he dogged them, but <laughs> he does. I mean, maybe he has that fun. Maybe I'm more fun than his own boys. I don't know. I don't think it's anything crazy. Well, that's what we're trying to figure See, out. Exactly. No, that's what we're trying to figure Nobody out. Nobody wanted to go to the strip. <laughs> you got to find parking. You got to might have to pay for parking. Come on, man. It was just too much. Yeah. Okay. Well. Well, let me ask you this, because the other day you went skating and you did not take Demond with you, and he was feeling some kind of way. Were you aware of that? <laughs> 
way I had no idea you guys knew I went skating. Oh, I told you. We talk about you all the time. Oh, this is so funny. Oh, he felt some type of way? I oh, yeah. I know this. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'll tell it all. What do you need to know? I'll tell it all, Kayla. <laughs> Let me know. I told you. Uh, I told on. you, Kayla. I said, where was my invite? <laughs> he he flakes on me too, just like he dogs his homeboys. He flakes on me too. So well, I'll tell you. Ways. He told me straight up, like, man, I like to go skating. Kayla didn't invite me to go skating. I don't know how I'm feeling. And on top of that, oh, I don't know. I don't know who he who she went with. I don't know who he <laughs> was. <laughs> Uh, well, you know, Demond, he's very flaky, so I just, I, he gets invited sometimes, sometimes he doesn't. That's just how it goes. Okay, so let me ask you this, since we're both yeah. obviously uh, trying to get to the bottom of this. Was the okay. was the person that went skating with you more entertaining and more fun than Demond? Oh, never. Nobody. Nobody could be more entertaining than that man, right? Boom. Now nah, you just, <laughs> thank you. Now you just made a fight. I feel about eight foot. See how you are? Okay. Oh, no. <laughs> now I got to deal with his don't, ego don't inflated all day. Unbelievable. Through the roof. Right. Through we'll roof. see. You know. You know. Okay, so this is the next question I have. And, again, we're talking to Kayla. Uh, DeMond, I, I call you DeMond's Kayla. Not like, you know, not like ownership type, but just association type, right? That's I just okay. Yeah, I just want to make that clear. I don't want to sound like that guy. But – we're talking to we're talking to Kayla, the famous Kayla that that is talked about on the show here all the time on Unnecessary Roughness Radio Nation Radio nine twenty. So uh, let me ask you because he doesn't tell us too much about you except for when he's angry because you didn't invite him to go skating. So uh, okay. what kind of sports are you into? What kind of uh, are are you into sports? Oh man, <laughs> I, unfortunately I'm not. I will watch basketball, hockey, but that's that's about it. I'm not I'm not too too into sports. I'm not going to lie to you. Okay, no, that's okay. No, you don't have to be. You don't have to be in the sports. It's all good. We just, like I said, we're just trying to get to know you because there's some <laughs> things really going on. Yeah, exactly. Trying to find out that we're trying to get down to the roots of this because I keep saying, I said, hey, you know, from what you've told us, Kayla sounds like a really nice young lady. You may want to invest some more of your time and not always try to be working all the time. You should try to invest some more of your time to make sure you hang out and and uh, you know you guys get to know each other on a on a much better level. I, I say that all the time, but he always insists oh. on working all the time. There's there's no need for that. We know everything about each other. We're fine. <laughs> no, we, we know each other very well. We don't need to go through any more boundaries. Yeah. We know each other very well. We're fine. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, so I, I'm, I'm totally asking as many questions as I want. I love this. This is great. DeMond told me. This I is what, have as much fun. Yeah, this is what he told me at the beginning of the show. Have as much fun as you want. So I'm just going to go there because okay. that's, that's just what I do. So yeah, is, is, there, is there any kind of uh, – I don't know, any kind of relationship in the future coming between you and Damon. That is my best friend for over almost 12 years now. No, no, that's my best friend. Oh, that I've sucks. known him for way too long. That sucks with any – I'll tell you right now, Kayla. I'll tell you this. Let me just tell you. Let, let, let Big Bro give you guys a little bit of advice. Anytime someone, gets, anytime someone gets hit with the, oh, that's my best friend, that is the worst. That is the worst. Who said that I wanted her? <laughs> wow! Why are you gonna put her out there like that? I'm just saying. Oh, you're trying to hit me with the poor guy. No. Let me put the hand on your shoulder. I, this is devastating. I was absolutely talking to her when she said he's my best friend. That's always the worst. I'm just telling you that the best friend term is never good. Whenever you get the best te- the best friend term, you never want to be in that zone. That's a terrible zone. That's a he, that's a zone we run from. Be, be friends. You can just never be friends with somebody. You feel like there always has to be like a little bit more. 
Oh no, no, you, you could be friends, but when you're best friends, it's always there's always you know it's like it's like that's my best friend because that's the friend that got away. I, no, oh. I think I think you're reading too much into it. I'm so messy. <laughs> yeah, you are. I'm so messy. All right, well, you got anything? Or is this, uh, this no? Be a I've got nothing. For me? I, I've got nothing. Okay. I mean, I talk to her every day. What do I need to talk to Kayla about? <laughs> this was for you. Hey, this is fun. This is fantastic. Yeah, I mean, like best friends talk. Like Kayla's the person. Kayla, I'm not going to say who you were with, but she asked me to come pick her up for Palomino a few weeks ago. It's like four in the morning, and I get a text. Can wow. you come pick me up? Dang, you, like, put her out, you put her out there. Huh? <laughs> no, right? You're putting me all the way out here. Like, okay. <laughs> See? You know, Kayla's having fun at Palomino with other people. She, you know? We did get a text from Sir Whiskey Ray. Damon, it's finally a blessing to hear Kayla live on air. I'm ready for the bachelor party now. I'd love to be the honor. Oh. I'd, be the, I'd love to be the man of honor uh, being your best man How to, uh, with rollerblades. Party down the strip with high socks on also. <laughs> See, Kayla, he said in honor. We got another text in. Hello, Damon. This is the actress that you wanted to play, Kayla. Please Venmo me the other half as we discussed ASAP. <laughs> wow. See, now people are thinking you're an actress. I don't think she's an actress. I think this, I think this is the real Kayla. This is fantastic. All right, for everyone that follows me on Twitter at Demon underscore the boss, I'll post a photo of Kayla and I together. Boom! So you can be like, oh, that's, you'll have a face to match the voice. Well, there it is. That's what I'm talking about. Well, Kayla, I hope this has been as much fun for you as it has been for me, and it might only have been fun for me. great time i loved it okay good good well let just let it be known that you're welcome to any of our events ever you can always uh, chime in on the show anytime anytime demon gets out of line you can call in and check them it's all good we all have fun with that oh this is what i wanted to ask you you've been friends with him for a very long time right yes yes okay (laughs) yes (laughs) this dude swears he could play basketball tell me about his basketball skills because i don't think he can and he's not into sports what does she know about basketball she knows you she knows you and if if you're then you're going to let her be known that you, you're good at it. And if you're not good at it, she'll know. So what is his basketball skills like? I have never seen Sam play basketball in my life. <laughs> but but she's known you all these years. <laughs> yes. I mean, we went to the same high school. I was team captain in high school. Right. She, she never, never came to saw you play. She never came to the game. Did you ever go doing. to a game? I was, uh, I was always at the basketball games. I never saw you play. So <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. The, the truth lie. comes out. The she said I was lie. at the games and I never saw you play. That's what I'm talking never about. Yeah. No, I don't know where that came from. See? I, okay. That's the all cap. That's all I needed to know. The Kay- cap. Kayla, you're welcome on the show anytime you want. The cap. We definitely appreciate I you so much. It. Yes, thank you guys so much. I'll be be back. Get out of here. Yes, you will. You'll be back. There she goes. That's Kayla. Let's give her a round of applause, ladies and gentlemen. If I got nothing out of that whole interview, (laughs) she never saw your stanking behind on the court. If I got nothing out of that interview, she never saw you hit the court. That's all I need. That's all I need. That's literally all I need. What do they say in the movie? Is that the only argument you got? That's the only one I need. You know what? I don't know what she was watching. Clearly wasn't watching the game. It wasn't you playing that for sure. You know what? What? Speak on it, please. Tell me something I haven't heard from Kayla herself. You know, I call. I got more friends, you know. I've got people that have seen me play ball. I have. There's no other friends that I've even heard of except for Kayla. Well, you don't ask about my other friends. I I don't need to, I guess, because I I just had the one that's been friends with you for 12 years. Look, I'll tell you this. I have friends that I've known for 12 years. They know if I can play ball or not. 
Simple. She don't even know. She don't even know sports like that. She was at the games. <laughs> Man, that was about ten years ago. 10, 12, 12 So what? Years. You changed in looks? What'd you do? You got shorter? Twelve Whatever. years ago, the games developed. I don't know. <laughs> Yo. Your game hasn't developed at all. She puts you. I want that to be a promo. I was at every game what? and never <laughs> saw him on the court. So you want me to go in the edit bay? <laughs> yes. Self-incriminate yourself. Yes. And yes, self-incriminate Recently yourself. Recently on Unnecessary Roughness. Yes. Kayla, did you ever see DeMond play basketball? I was at every game. I never saw him on the court. Yes, I want to hear that. Yo, someone just texted in, DeMond, get your high school coach to call in now. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen of the jury, did DeMond ever play basketball based off what the evidence we just heard from That'll Kayla? That'll be like a whole show. Exactly. <laughs> I want to know. Witness from, number one. I want to know from the people what they believe. You want us to believe everything Kayla said? Kayla just said she ain't never seen you on the court, so I believe that you ain't. I'm going to go to people like you ran one pickup game with me, but I was hot <laughs> that day, right? Tell them about that one. Many thanks to Kayla. Many thanks to Raider Nation for dealing with our shenanigans. We like to have some fun around here, man. Sometimes you need to laugh a little bit if you're not. Gonna- you might be crying, so we don't want to make you do that. And if you are crying, hopefully you're crying from laughter. 225 is the time when we come back. Ed Graney from ESPN Las Vegas and also the Review Journal. He's going to join the show. We're actually going to get serious now and have some have some more fun, but we're going to talk Final Four. We're going to talk Raiders. We're going to talk some Dodgers. This is Raider Nation Radio 920. That was the opening drive of Unnecessary Roughness here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Brought to you by Southern Nevada Chevy Dealers, home of the Chevy Silverado, the strongest, most advanced Silverado ever. It's Unnecessary Roughness. I get up out of bed fired up. Sometimes the wife's like, hey, man, calm it on down. You ain't on air. <laughs> it ain't always got to be shot. I just time. thought about you just waking up. Boom! <laughs> Scared the hell out of everybody. That's how you get out of bed. <laughs> Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness. Unnecessary Roughness. Here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Here's your boy Q. Just had a very spirited conversation with the now famous Kayla of the group Demon and Kayla. <laughs> That's what we call them. They're like a group. Like Ashford and Simpson. Demon and Kayla. Join us right now on the phone lines is our guy Ed Grady. From ESPN Las Vegas, also the Review Journal. And, Ed, thank you so much for your time this afternoon. We do appreciate you as always. And I know you were in New Orleans for the Final Four, man. I mean, that was uh, blue blood on top of blue blood on top of blue blood on top of blue blood. How fun and, and exciting was that, uh, that That games, those stretches of games there in New Orleans? That was amazing, man. I'll tell you what, um, I wasn't there last year. The first one I missed in a long, long time because of the whole COVID thing was all in Indianapolis. So, I had to watch um, Gonzaga UCLA, and I thought, man, that's going to be tough to top. But North Carolina Duke topped it. I mean, that was an incredible game to watch, back and forth, making shots. Um, it was amazing. And then the other night, obviously, Kansas goes down huge at the half, 15, to come all the way back. So that was one of the best ones I've ever covered, Q. That was an amazing Final Four. And like you said, it was all blue bloods. And um, I thought Kansas – Probably was the best start to finish for the tournament. Um, you didn't hear much about him because of Coach K and that, <laughs> right. you know that whole storyline. But 
that was an amazing Final Four. You won't get a better Final Four than that one. No, no, you're not. And I was so excited just to be watching, you know, so I can imagine how, how great it was to be there on site to see all the action unfold. And this is one of the conversations that, that we had on the show, we've been having it the last couple of days, was about North Carolina. They knocked off Duke not once but twice. They beat them to close out Cameron Indoor. They also beat them uh, to close out Coach K's career. And now we're hearing reports that maybe he's going to come back or whatever. Who knows? But they, oh, they, they beat – yeah, exactly. They beat him again. <laughs> So then they lose on Monday night, and my, my thing was that was all great that you beat Coach K and company, but you lost on Monday night, which is the championship. How, how much does that matter? You know what I mean? Because some North Carolina fans, we had folks call in yesterday saying, hey, North Carolina fans don't care because they beat Duke. I find that hard to believe. What were your thoughts? That's funny because we talked about that this morning, um, and I think like 10 years from now, I have a feeling that game with them beating Duke is going to be remembered more than Kansas winning at all, only because of the Coach K storyline. Because I got there, and you know, you have your interviews on Friday and your breakouts with kids, and it didn't matter what team it was. Villanova, Kansas, North Carolina, Duke. Everyone was asked about Coach K. Everyone, it was, it was, it just dominated the storyline. So, I think that is a bigger was a bigger story than anything there. Um, you know, and then you know question was, and I don't think it happened because they, they're up 40-25 at half, you know, could they bounce back emotionally after beating him? Well, they did in the first half, and mm-hmm. they've been down 40-25 to 25 at half. Then you would have said, okay, they just couldn't do it, and they got too emotional because of the Coach K win. But they came out great on Monday night. So, you know, it's almost like Tyler made a good point this morning on the press box. It's that, you know, you remember Miracle on Ice when, you know, they beat the Russians and people forget that was in the um, that was a, a game before the gold medal game. Right. Oh, and then had they lost it, you know, what what would that have been? What would their history have been if they didn't, you know, if they didn't win that? I don't know. I'm trying to think if it was Finland or Sweden. It, you know, someone they went down to yet again and they came back to win. But what if they had lost that gold medal game? Would anybody have remembered or anybody cared because they beat Russia? So that's a really good question. I mean, you know, they, they lost the game against Kansas, so we'll never know. But I still think, you know, 10, 15 years from now, they'll say, what happened to that Final Four? The first thing people are going to say is, oh, yeah, that's when they beat Coach K. Exactly. Thank you, Ed. It's the most, that was the most important game in college basketball. There won't be another game that important in college basketball probably ever again when you think about all the storylines going into it. But my question is, at the Final Four, being played in the big stadiums in the court, we saw in the last minute of the game, Armando Baycott, his foot basically gives out because the court caved in do you think that the final four i know it's all about tickets and revenue but do you think that this that the most important game should be played inside of a stadium and on a makeshift basketball court well it, it's just happened for so long now. i don't know i mean obviously they'll never go back because they sell seventy thousand tickets so it kind of is what it is i mean this the bad part about it was the floor mm-hmm. that's the first time a final fours i've seen anything like that happen and you know a lot of those floors i think you might know this a lot of those floors are then for sale. I know San Diego State bought a floor for yep. the Kentucky one. Mm-hmm. Um, you can go buy it now. I don't know who's buying this one because of what happened. But <laughs> right. you know, they are makeshift courts. They bring them in. Um, I just, you know, it's here to stay, and it's been here a long time. I've covered a ton of them, and it just is what it is. They make too much money, and, you know, the way the, the, TV, the TV with uh, what the rights fees are and everything, they're going to make as much money as possible. And I, I think Vegas gets one. I think they get it in probably 2028. Um, the final fours are set through 2026. I think Atlanta gets 2027 because the COVID year Atlanta got it tossed. So they're going to make it up to Atlanta. 
And then in 2028, I think it comes to Allegiant Stadium. And once again, they'll bring in a court and, you know, makeshift the court and get it into Allegiant Stadium. But it's just, it, they'll never go back to what it once was. Um, you know, and, you know, the, you talk about sight lines and depth and all that. I mean, those, those teams, you know, maybe for the first half of games they didn't, but that Carolina Duke game, that wasn't a problem for those kids. I and mean, that second half was amazing. And, you know, Kansas second half. So, Good shooters find a way. Kids who are really good, those kids are all like high-level players. They find a way. But yeah, it's um, it's different when you walk into one of those one of those stadiums to see a basketball game. <laughs> right, it really is. It's always different. But again, like you mentioned, man, those guys they found a way to get it done, and they both wanted to win the championship. And really, that was my my biggest point on North Carolina was, hey, Carolina's a team that they're used to hoisting trophies and, and, and banners oh, yeah. you know they're not the ones that are saying hey but we beat coach k they want they want championships they weren't there just to well knock off coach k they were there to win the whole damn thing yeah and brady manic and those guys said it because you know manic said in the breakout on sundays like look um carolina is about banners but we want to be remembered forever and if you don't win the banner you're not remembered forever mm-hmm. you know i mean you, there's a lot of banners up there but you know if you're not one of them you know what what did it what did it mean and he was only there one year. He really got the tradition in history, and he was only there one year. Right. So all those, you know, Villanova won two out of three. Um, the Jay Wright, Kansas, you know, probably should have won more than they have under Bill Self since 2008. The only, you know, this is the first one since 2008, given that some of the teams he's had. They got a little, you know, you know what, uh, in 2020 because of COVID, because I think they had by far the best team in 2020, uh, and they weren't able to play. Um, so they might have gotten another one there. And then Duke, obviously, with his 13 Final Fours and his five titles, have won a ton. So I think all of them showed up to win the whole thing. Um, it's just the Coach K storyline was just inundated to everybody. It just After a while, when he lost, I think a lot of people kind of took a sigh of breath and said, okay, you know, you can move on and have another game now. It doesn't have to be about him. And I, I haven't seen the reports, but, boy, if he comes back, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> it, won't, it won't surprise me because it's him. And, right. You know, his, ego but man it's i think he needs to give john shire a chance here to to be the coach of that program that's why they you know that's why they had shire as a coach in waiting oh yeah that's exactly what i was going to ask you because i do think that he's an egomaniac <laughs> i do think that he wants to come back you don't go on that on that worldwide tour of hey i'm retiring if you don't want the attention so we'll leave it at that i think we're on the same page there ed grady <laughs> and demon coach k attention attention uh, hall yes unbelievable <laughs> Well, we are we are talking to Ed Graney right now on Unnecessary Roughness Radio Nation Radio 920. And uh, I did want to ask you, and I'll, I'll, actually I'll ask you right now about the Masters. Uh, they get started tomorrow and Tiger's in the field. I don't know what's going to happen, but just the fact that Tiger's in the field, knowing what he went through just in February of last year, uh, how amazing is that, Ed? It's amazing. I can't believe, you know, he's all the way back. And, you know, I think I think the play part will be fine for him. I think like the striking will be fine for him. It's just, you know, I've been to, I've covered the masters and just walking it as a media member, you can tell it's a pretty hilly course that, and they say, you know, you're going to walk about six miles a day. If you're tiger, that's where it's going to come into play. Can Mm -hmm. he do that? You know, if he makes the cut, can he really go four days of that much walking on that leg of that hip? Um, I think that's the telltale. I think he'll play fine. Um, you know, it might get worn down and then we'll see what happens, you know, an errant shot or something like that if he's worn down. But to me, it's just more the walking the course. Right. Um, and I know he played with couples and I think Justin Thomas the other day, um, and couples said that, you know, that he looked great as a player, but he's like best friends with them. And that's, he brought that up too. He's like, can he stand up to the walking of the course? I hope he does. Um, I was there a year 
he lost uh, to Zach Johnson. I was there that year, and he, he was he came down the stretch. I've never seen or heard anything like it. Um, I was there covering the U.S. Open in San Diego when he um, beat Rocco Mediate in the playoffs. Nice. Um, and it, it, there's nothing like there's nothing like it in sports to travel uh, to walk the gallery when he's in contention, no matter what the day it is. Um, it's it's absolutely amazing. So I I hope the guy does really. I mean, if he won, it would be one of the most amazing stories ever. So. Forward to watching him play, and it'd be incredible if he got to the weekend and, and, and was in it because there, there'd be no sight like it. No, you're, you're right about that. And I'll tell you, when Tiger's playing and, and, and part of it, I'm in, I'm part of it. You know, I'm watching oh, it. Yeah. I'm locked in. I mean, it just make, makes everyone get that much more excited. I mean, you saw the practice rounds. You saw how many people were out there oh, and how many fans. Amazing. Yeah, just incredible. He still, he still moves the needle more than anyone. He, he moves the needle more than you know anyone in sports in his given sport. Right. Facts. That's actual facts right there. Again, we're talking with Ed Graney from uh, the Press Box on ESPN Las Vegas and also the Las Vegas Review Journal here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Now, I did want to ask you some football questions. I mean, you know, hell, it's Raider Nation Radio 920. Uh, now, look, today, Stephon Diggs signed a four-year, $96 million contract extension. Big-time money for a wide receiver. We saw Devontae Adams do it with the, the Raiders. We saw Tyreek Hill do it with the Miami Dolphins. If you're Hunter Renfro, if you're Darren Waller, are you licking your chops right now thinking, oh, man, I can't wait till my time comes? Oh yeah, I mean it's you, Devontae Adams did made made people a lot of money mm-hmm. uh, with that contract and with others having to now step up, uh, Tyreek Hill and others. So um, you know if Waller's interesting, man. He's going to be thirty in September. Um, you know he's got two years left on the deal. Um, I think you know if he if he stayed that he'd play one more year on it, and then they'd have to do something for him, um, or you know that would be potentially a, a bad situation. And Renfro's still young enough to where I think he realizes by his second contract he's going to make a lot of money. But Waller's Waller's the interesting one. Um, I'll throw it back at you. What did you, you know? My my colleague at the Review Journal he does a, he does a mock draft every year and he does it every week. He started last week and you know you know when you do these mock drafts for mm-hmm. papers you got to throw some stuff out there. You can't go straight on it. Um, but we were talking about this this morning. He threw out there: Would they trade Waller at this point? Because they're going to you have to resign him. Mm-hmm. He's going to want a new. He's going to want a new contract, and he is thirty. Would you trade him to get back into the first round? And you know, our answer was, you know, where in the first round? You know, is it late? And you know, also when you signed Devontae Adams, haven't you given your fan base an insinuation that you're trying to win a Super Bowl? And it would be weird then to turn around and move Waller, right? Yeah, no, you're, you're right about that. And it's funny, we've had these conversations as well. You know, a lot of people have asked us about uh, if they if we think that the Raiders are going to trade Waller. And I'm in the camp, but no, I don't. Just because we've seen Josh McDaniels operate with the tight ends and how big of a part of the offense they could be. And we all know what Waller can do. So my, my thing is, no, that they're not going to trade him. But if they were to, in this scenario, like you mentioned, to try to get moved back up into the draft, I honestly, Ed, I don't think you can get a first-round pick for him. I just don't. That's... that's- the best point we we debated that today at 30 has he reached his prime you know he's still really good but it comes down to because like you said if you give up the pick you're saying you're going to extend him at a lot of money so you really it's a really difficult decision to give up a one for a guy you know you're going to have to give a new contract to and spend a lot of money and do you think he's reached that point i mean 30 year old tight ends I know people go beyond that. I get that. But, you know, has he already reached his peak? Those are questions you have to ask. And that's why I think we both agreed with you that, you know, a one would be maybe hard to give up for him. And, you know, if you're the Raiders and you're sitting there, I think Adam put it at 
26 or 24, whoever Tennessee picked. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, do you give him up after you signed Adams for a pick, you know, that at that point in the first round? I don't know if you do. So, yeah, that's, that's a great point. I don't, I don't know if you would get a one. I really don't know if you'd get a one given everything else that we just talked about with this contract, and he's going to be 30 in September. Right, and coming off of a down year because of injury, yep. right? All right, yep. Ed, speaking of contract extensions, in April 11th being right around the corner, what does Derek Carr do? Because I know the offseason workout period isn't going to be vital to his success. He's obviously the starting quarterback. But how soon does a deal need to get done for him? Uh, three weeks ago, probably, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, that's October 11th is going to be interesting. We've talked about it, talked about it on this show and our show in the morning. Like, is he, you know, how far apart are they? And, uh, you know, when we talked about it last time, I know guys, we mentioned Josh McDaniels. We said, Derek's got to do his best for him, which to me was a startling remark. When, when I heard that, I'm like, well, what does that mean? Right. You know, and they have to do what's best for them. Uh, Demond, I, I I will look forward to the start of that um, those off season workouts and to see if he's there. I, we know he's with, we know he's golfing with Devontae Adams. We know they're out throwing the ball around. If you watch you know Twitter or Instagram or any of that stuff, we know they're together. But this is a whole different level now. Do you show up and do you start doing stuff without a contract? I I have a good feel. I have a feeling he would mm-hmm. on good faith. There's something about him. You know, it's really hard to say I'm a Raider for life and this is where I want to be and all of that. And then not come the first day or whenever these things start, because then you're kind of putting out a different attitude. But I will tell you this, you know, because I'm I'm pro player in a lot of situations. Like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna blame him or take a shot at him if he doesn't. Um, you know, he deserves a new deal. And if there's no deal on the place, I I don't know if I show up. That's gonna be that's gonna be interesting. It really will. And everything gets started next Monday for the uh, off season workouts for the Raiders. April 11th is the date. And uh, Ed, final question for you. Uh, I'm sure we'll be out there to to be able to monitor it at least to a certain extent. What will you be looking for? O- obviously, it's April, so championships right. aren't being won right now. But what, is there something that you'll be keying in on? Well, if we can watch the offensive line, which is kind of a boring remark, but um, you know, I I think you know that's still I still don't know if they've you know if they've got a good enough offensive line in front of him whenever they sign him. So I'd be interested in looking at that. And, you know, like you and I, if we're out there, we're going to be looking around for number four. Right. Because if he's not there, then it's a much bigger story. And I, I, I mean, it's still really early, but, you know, if you're McDaniels and you're Ziggler, like that's what the story is going to be. And mm-hmm. they probably know that. I get that. They're pros. They've been around. But if he's not there, then that whole offseason condition and everything becomes about him. And that's every story. Every question you and I ask, everything you talk about on your show, it becomes about him. And I don't know if they really care about that on April 11th, but the further it goes down, then you know that you don't. I don't think you want that in a first year, you know, tenure of a coach GM to be the to be the one made narrative, you know, a long time. So I still think something had done. But as Demond said, it's really going to be interesting on the 11th to see who's there. No, that's facts, you know. And then to go and make the move for for his guy, you know, go yeah. out there and get Devontae Adams. I mean, that's I don't want to say that's a package deal, but it's almost a package deal. Yeah, <laughs> it's just yeah, it's as simple. It it's as simple as that. Well, Ed, uh, fantastic stuff, man. I could talk to you all all show long if if Demond would let me, but we know he runs a tight uh, ship around here, so I got to make sure I uh, I tighten things up right. around here on my end. What do you got coming out on the press box and the review journal? We could be on the lookout for. We know the Lotus clock for sure. <laughs> um, you know, Review Journal, we're going to start, like Simon said, the 11th, we're going to start covering that like you guys are, I'm sure. Um, and I might go, when Demond's neck of the woods, I might go uh, 
do something this week on UNLV baseball. They're having one of their best seasons ever. Nice. And um, I like Stan Stolte a lot. I, I really respect Stan a lot, the, the uh, coach there. So maybe go catch a game this weekend. That's awesome. Ed, let me ask you this. I know I'm totally breaking all the rules now, but let me oh, ask God. you this. If you had a friend that's been your friend for at least 12 years, what? don't you feel pretty confident that they know a lot about you? I would think they know a ton of I've got uh, one friend and I've known for 20-something years, and he was, we were both, both the best men at each other's wedding. There's not much we don't know about each other. Okay, so with that being said, if if DeMond has a friend that was on the show earlier that has been a friend with him for 12 years, claims to be his best friend, and I asked, well, what did DeMond do in high school as far as basketball? And she said, I was at those games. I never saw him on the court. Wouldn't you take that for truth? I probably, well... I guess I'll believe her. That's what? No, okay, Ed. No, no, no. Why? Come on. 12 years. We're she's been the, your friend for 12 time. We got to get her out of here. I'm just saying, Ed. 12 years, and she said she never once saw I mean, him on the hoop if court. She at, if she was at the games, I mean, if she said she was at the games, I don't and they're best friends, I would, I would be watching my best friend. Exactly. My best friend would have seen me at least once, even on accident, <laughs> at least once. Ed, man, thank you so much for your time, right, brother. Yes. Appreciate you as always. Thanks, fellas. See ya. All right, there he goes. Ed Graney, fantastic job on our sister station, ESPN Las Vegas, the Press Box with Tyler Bischoff, 7 to 10 a.m., and then also the Review Journal does a fantastic job writing all the time. I mean, he's 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 the guy, so he's the go-to guy here on the show. 2.48 is the time. We'll come back. We'll want to hear from you, Raider Nation. We'll close out hour number one. This is Raider Nation Radio 920. Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness. Unnecessary Here on Raider Nation Radio 920. I'm going to have to kick you, you know what, today. Here's your boy Q. 2.53 is the time. Just got a few minutes left in hour number one. Then we'll kick into hour number two of the show. We've got Pat Leonard from the New York Daily News Report. He's going to join the show to talk all things Patrick Graham and the defense. I'm really intrigued by this defense. I really am. I know next week when we're out there at the facility... Like Ed mentioned in the last segment, the offensive line is something to pay attention to. I just want to see how this defense starts to come together. And look, it's April. So I'm not going to come back and jump on the radio and be like, oh, snap. Look out. This defense is going to be on it. It's not. It's nothing like that. But I want to start to see how it starts to come together. How the sausage is made. That's what they call it, right? Last year, I got here in July. So in July... Once training camp got started, I was able to be out there at the Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center and start to see everything get put together. And at some point in training camp, I came back and said, I don't know, but this defense looks like it's doing some things. I don't know. And I remember being on the air saying, Max Crosby looks fast. He looks quicker than he's looked the, the first couple of years of his career. I don't know what it is, but he looks fast. I don't know what it is about this defense, but it looks like that they, they're figuring things out. And I am by no way... You know, I, I'm not the mind reader. I'm not a fortune teller. I'm not in any of that. But as we were standing out there, you could start to see those guys understanding. And you could start to see the guys who weren't understanding. You could start to see like, eh, that guy didn't really have a good day or a good rep. Oh, that guy kind of got beat a couple times. Oh, that wasn't really a good throw. You know what I mean? And look, you're not going to see a whole lot of that next week, of course. It's just, it's very minor off-season programs. But this is the beginning. This what you'll see, and maybe I'll come back and say, man, so-and-so was in really good shape. Hold on. Yeah, you say that. Like, since it's not going to be a lot going on, is media going to be allowed I don't, to even go? I don't know. Oh, okay. We don't know I don't yet. know. I'm assuming. Okay. At the very end of the day, I'm sure we'll at least talk to coach. You know what I mean? We'll talk to a coach, maybe a couple coaches. 
I know that there'll be a conversation. I know uh, Dave Ziegler will have a conversation leading up to the draft, you know, ahead of time. They always do a little pre-draft conversation. So that's going to happen. I'm not sure if we're going to be there, but I'm just kind of going with the assumption that we are. Okay. And again, if we are, it'll probably be a very small window. <laughs> you know what I mean? It'll be maybe stretching. But like Ed said, it'll be interesting to see who's out there, who shows up. I fully expect Derek Carr to be out there. Doesn't mean he's going to be. I just expect him to be because I just kind of feel like that's who he is. It's kind of like me saying, or it's like you saying, or like Natalie, our boss saying, hey, guys, uh, you can come to work and do a show tomorrow, but you don't have to. Guess who would be doing a show tomorrow? These guys. <laughs> right. I know we would be. Exactly. I mean, we've had days off in the building where we've been here doing shows because that's just how we're wired. And also the way Ed framed it, I'm not saying that he's painting himself in a corner or that he doesn't mean it, but you can't be the guy, yeah, I want to be a Raider for life. But then, like, you open yourself up to those criticisms right. if you don't come. Right. to this off-season workout that you probably don't need to come to anyways. You know, and the thing about it, the reason why I th- I think, and it'll, it'll mean more to me if he's not there, because it's a brand-new regime, and he is the absolute leader of the team. You know what I mean? So if for no other reason, and maybe this sucks that this falls on his shoulders, but sometimes when you're the leader, you've got to do stuff that you might not want to do, but you're the leader. Because I know that people would draw these comparisons just because it's McDaniels. Brady would be there. Right. Yeah. I mean, and that's the problem. <laughs> He's going to get that a lot. Right. Brady would have done that. I mean, we have people already saying, well, why don't you just take a pay cut? Take a pay cut like Brady did. Brady did it for years to make the team better. Brady also had a bazillionaire wife and had rings on top of rings on top of rings. So he had reason to do that. Now, you should never ask a player to take a pay cut, man. A, pay, a player should get as much as he can. If a team's going to give you $12 million or $22 million or $42 million, then damn it, take it. Because you might not get another chance. Nope. <laughs> you know what I mean? You might not get another chance. 2.57 is the time when we come back. Pat Leonard for the New York Daily News Sports. He'll join the show. We'll talk Patrick Graham's defense. This is Raider Nation Radio 920.